Whether you're an amateur or professional cook, we can all agree that we love to be outdoors. So what if I told you there was a company that could enhance your outdoor cooking experience in any situation? Do I have your attention? Let me introduce to you Camp Chef. For my backyard barbecuers, their pellet smokers combined with its Wi-Fi technology and adjustable smoke levels is a total game changer. Not to mention their signature pellet dump, ash dump, and slide and grill features makes your pellet grill unlike any other. But wait, let's attach the one and only sidekick onto the side of that smoker powered by a 28,000 BTU burner. And now we can griddle, grill, and even bake a pizza on your very own pizza oven. Do you like the camp, guys? Camp Chef's got you covered there, too. They provide a plethora of portable propane grills, griddles, and even portable pellet smokers, y'all. So go to CampChef.com and treat yourself to the highest quality cooking products out there to ensure that you, your family, and friends have the best food you've ever had anytime, anywhere. Camp Chef. I thought he squatting. He thought I was taking a shit in the freaking creek. And I'm like, no, come save me. And you didn't wow. want to yell because you were worried you're going to scare Turkey away or something? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm hunting, man. I'm not going to give it up. I'm not dead yet. You know, I didn't get to my neck and start yelling. Come here. So anyway, he comes you're over. You're whispering. I'm doing this. I'm Wait. dying. I needed, that, I needed that life preserver, Jeremy, from the last episode. You throw to my dead body. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel. Sitting across from me is Jeremy, the Kitchen White Law. Meh. Next to him is our pit master and producer, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. Okay, guys, we got a suck-ass episode ready today. <laughs> oh, this is the one you've been teasing since last uh, week, eh? Yeah. Negative. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be good. We um, we got a guest that's going to be coming on in the next segment, so just stick around for that. We got some really cool stories to talk about, but we're going to do what we... Oh, we, oh, we also have... Porn on the podcast coming up, guys. Oh, yeah. That'll be later in the show for Stick and Around. And who is that. hosting for that one? I'm your porn director this week, <laughs> ladies and gents. And it'll be a quick one. <laughs> okay. We should get like, we should get a pair of like mirrored sunglasses or something for like the porn director to wear for each, each time you direct. You yeah, got like a special seat, you know? I like yeah. I like that. What, seat, director's yeah. chair. what are those? Mm-hmm. Um, what you are guys those? steamrolled over my short sex joke. No, Matt uh, goes, aw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for pity. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. Um, what are those stupid glasses that Spencer wears all the time? That we oh, vipers. Thank you. Oh, hey, we should, we those should, are not stupid. They're not stupid, but I couldn't think of how to describe them so y'all would get it. Yeah. Those are a little too stylish for someone who is directing. Okay. Porn. Okay. Yeah, Do we you like need some like John glasses. Something yeah, over the top and trashy. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got you. I'll go to Hot Topic okay. and get something. All right. What's, yeah. What's well, that's where you get most of your clothes and stuff, right? So yeah. yeah. You're there like once or twice a week. That's it. So, all right. Well, what's what are, in your whiskey glass? What are y'all drinking? I am. Uh, I'm drinking from my rag proper flask because we're doing a porn, and I didn't prepare a porn, but I always have this next to my computer. So uh, I have some uh, Russell's Reserve Ten Year Store Pick. Good v- stuff. Very nice. Mm. Very nice. Mm. Ooh. Mr. What's Matt the proof Farr? on that? 110, right? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I want to say one ten, but I don't have the bottle in front of me because I have it in my beautiful rag popper flask. Uh, code TRP twenty one will get you uh, a nice little discount on their website. <laughs> all the, Listen, all the product I'm, placement. I'm obsessed with that thing. It feels so good. I I just want to have uh, something fancy to go to where I can carry it. This is the uh, the leather wrapped one, uh, but we also recently got in some of the uh, the silicone ones, and I was not expecting those to be so nice, but right they're on. really really nice. It's like that. Mm -hmm. It's like smooth uh, kind of silicone. It's not that like rough kind of cheap feeling stuff. So we're going to talk more on the second segment about Joel's hunt that he just had this weekend, and um, so he was packing for the hunt, and I grabbed the rag proper, and, and I said, "You, you going to bring this?" And he said, "Sure." And so I filled it. And I filled it with Wild Turkey 101. Get it? Ha ha. Mm. But yeah. as we will find, yeah, yeah, chicken yeah. wings. Don't, don't, hang on. Okay. Don't, don't give up. Don't you don't tell him my story. Wild Turkey 101 in the flask. It was good. That, okay. that, that's enough. Yeah. Good it, grief. All right. All right. But the. Uh, Matt, what are you drinking? I have E.H. Taylor small batch, and I'm drinking mine out of a Denver and Lily bourbon glass who does not sponsor the show, but I do really like their product. But you can probably there. use code TRP21 on their website. It won't get you anything, but yeah, they'll <laughs> say invalid code, but there you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> I want one it's, of those. It's, it's really good. The, the bourbon, I mean, the glass is great too, but I think E.H. Taylor drinks, uh, small batch at least, drinks a lot lighter than 100 proof. So it's a good like top of the show bourbon. There you go. I like that. Well, mm -hmm. we, we didn't go. Jeremy, by the way, I looked it up. You were correct. Russell Reserve is 110 proof. Okay. On that. But we are sipping on a show favorite, Old Granddad 114 out of our New Orleans. Um, I figured it'd be a good way to prime us for porn on the podcast. I know. So, yeah. I was I was a little cold and I was about to throw a hoodie on and I thought, okay, we got porn on the podcast tonight. That's, that's right. That's I'm gonna get that bourbon blanket. Yeah. So <laughs> I am in t shirt right mm -hmm. now. So, yeah. so this weekend, um, I was an only parent, single parent here. Joel was gone on his Abandoned. Hunt. Abandoned alone. <laughs> Abandoned. But I had some family come and stay with me. I had my mom here, my aunt here, and of course the kids. And they had requested chicken wings. So I did successfully, successfully have my first charcoal cook. Whoa. Oh, yeah, Your she first? did it. She by did it myself. All by herself. No help. I mean, no help from, from me or yep. anything. I cooked 44 I... wings on the pit barrel, which all of them didn't fit on there. So I put maybe 30 or so on the pit barrel and cooked that on um, some charcoal. I did high caliber wings for my mom and I, we did double action wings for the kids. And then the new blend, I did some, some wings for testing purposes, which actually the one that's coming out in the summer that we wanted to tweak was phenomenal on chicken wings. So mm. uh, we it's, still it's, have more testing. It with that. is. It's crazy, man. It's crazy how on certain proteins, things just don't come through the same, you know? And yeah. you have to do, yeah. you, you have to test them like that because, you know, if you have a certain intention for something and you go and you, it doesn't come through on one, but then it's blowing you out on the other. You got to uh -huh. meet it somewhere in the middle. It still needs some tweaking, but. Um, yeah. I, first, first time I ever use like a new rub, I like to use it on chicken because chicken is, doesn't have a ton of flavor to it. So you can really feel that rub. So yeah. if you ever grab a new bottle of rub, I'd recommend trying it on some chicken first, uh, yeah. just as like an initial tryout. It's a good, yeah. that is a definitely a good idea. Um, but I did, I successfully cooked with it. I felt really good about it. Um, but I mean, it, I had a rude awakening this whole weekend. Um, the wings were not as good as y'all's. I don't, it was really, really windy out. I don't know. And not only this, I was a fish out of water without my thermopen. Like the thermopro, sorry, me. the thermoworks. He took it with him because mm. he was going to cook up the Haltemann, um tomahawks. 
Hmm. So I had like one of those ones that you stick it in there and it's like a big thick probe and it takes forever. And I'm trying to like get the temps on chicken wings, which is very minimal spot to, to put this thick probe in. So I had that against me. Um, yeah, she had a really, she had a crappy, she told me, she texted me later and said, she goes, I'm putting this, or I want to buy another one. Just, when I'm driving home because she's like, I'll put this probe in. It's like seven seconds. It changes. Another seven seconds. It changes. Yeah, so like it's 99. Like, oh my it's like just taking, taking forever to get a temperature reading off some damn chicken wings. Yeah. So the, mm-hmm. the lids off and stuff like that. And I just couldn't get it as hot as I wanted to. Um, it was good, but it wasn't the crispiness. Like I like that, you know, you guys all make on the pit barrel. So I have a lot of practicing to do for my first one though. I mean, I think I did a pretty good job. Um, but then we wanted to have a campfire and cook some hot dogs over it and s'mores and I could not get the Bria lit. I had so much trouble. I don't know if some of the wood wasn't wet, but I've had a rude awakening. I feel like I am really good with flavor profiles. I am really good with recipe developments and I'm really good at being like, Hey, we need to pull, you need to pull this, this temperature and we need to make this and stuff like that. But I am not a good executioner and I'm pretty sad about it. Well, so (laughs) Stacey was pretty down in the dumps. I was talking to her on my drive home on Sunday and she's just real, she's really beating herself up over, Mm -hmm. you know, not being able to execute this. And something we were talking about is, and you all jump in was you can know, you can read a book cover to cover and know every nuance of something, but experience is, is you, you, you can't measure that. Well, so Stacy, when you said this year you were hoping to get more comfortable with charcoal cooking, I didn't realize you meant that it was something you hadn't done at all up Not to this point. Not by myself. Never by myself. And so like I've helped him, I but I don't think you should feel bad or, or guilty. I don't know how successful any of us ever were on the first try exactly. of something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you get good at something by doing it and failing and pivoting and improving over time. Very rarely are you just like a master, you know, right out of the gate. Wow. If you if you are, well, at least I'm not. I, I usually have to mess some stuff up a couple of times before I figure it out. So I wouldn't let that discourage you. I think if anything, you should be encouraged that that's the same journey that most people take. Yeah. And you have to, you know, when you fall off the horse, you have to get back on and keep trying because that's the only way you're ever going to get there. You're and hun- that's true. And, and it's we've like, all made that same. We've yeah. all made that same journey. I ourselves. feel like I have the knowledge. Like I know exactly the right things to do and the and everything, but executing it was a whole other like animal. I, I had a tough time with it. And so not only that, I went and cooked, um, some ribeyes on the third night and, um, you know, it was my mom, my aunt, me and the kids. And I'd only had two of like the Haltemann ribeyes, which I still haven't ate yet. I've never had any other ribeyes. I'm like, I literally buy picanha skirt steak and filet from them all the time. <laughs> so I got just some of the ones that I had in the freezer where we had gotten from Kroger, like a ribeye roast. Mm-hmm. and cut the steaks up ourselves. And I cooked that on the Camp Chef and reverse seared it. And freaking garbage compared to like the way the Haltman ones look and stuff. So like, I, huh. it didn't feel, I didn't feel really confident about my cooks. Now I cooked them perfect temperatures per what they were requesting. And it tasted good, but the aesthetically, it did not look good. You know, the reverse sear, I just didn't get good grill marks on it. Like it looked ugly as hell. So <laughs> it was, it was a rude awakening. Like I was pretty bummed because I had like all these big cooks planned and yes, they hit the temperature. They were delicious, 
but they didn't meet my high standards. And so I've got a lot of work to do. Well, that's the, that's the thing that I wanted to say is that when you, you can know how to light a chimney, you can know how to get charcoal started. You can know how to get the, you know, what internal temps or what, but you got variables. So that night she's cooking, it's windy as all get out. I so have a you shitty ha- thermometer. Yeah, you got a crappy. So you got a <laughs> shitty meat from I've Kroger. Been, I've been grilling for years, years and years and years, and and smoking for quite a few as well. Um, but there's little variables that you run into, little hiccups you run into, and yeah, like you said, Matt, you got to learn how to pivot from that, and that only comes from experience, from screwing right. up and going. Next time, I got to do this. That happens again. I can do this and make it better, or you know, get around something, get around this temperature fluctuation or whatever. So don't beat yourself up. The, at the end of the day, you had good tasting food that came off the grill at a proper temperature. It was good tasting food, but I am used to me and you making wonderful food. Now, Stacey, let me play devil's advocate here. Uh, you should beat yourself up um, because you did a horrible job and you need to do better. <laughs> so you should go out there and you need to keep cooking and you need to keep doing more. So, <laughs> Jeremy, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drop well, that hockey. Maybe Nicely I'll be played. better at bread one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you would have to make bread for the first time. So right now you're <laughs> you can't you're, fail if you don't try. <laughs> yeah, your failure rate is zero on bread. You've never yeah. failed at making bread. So yeah. So uh, keep, keep those stats perfect. I guess. So the changes that I want to make, obviously, um, I need to have my thermometer. I, I told him I'm like I never should have left. I bet let that you made leave. you. That made you feel naked too. I felt like a fish out of water without the correct thermometer. Like it was a huge deal. So I'm literally thinking about buying a second one just to have. So when he goes on trips, he can take the good one too. But another thing that I want to do is get better fire starters. Is there anything that you guys recommend? For for your brio? To start up either the brio or my charcoal. So I used like the little. You didn't have Doritos? What the heck? (laughs) Listen, I poured the hell out of some Cheetos paws all over that fire. Oh, so, Wait, I was going to ask, don't you have your loo fighter? No, it, it uh, the, the dog ate the cord forever mm-hmm. ago. Oh, that's the, the only thing I use. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. No, we, it's non-functional. So it, they were going to send a new one, but. I went to make a fire last night because I mowed the yard and I had some uh, old wood that I'd gotten from my dad's house in a pinch that was kind of rotten and I wanted to get rid of it and get it out of here. So I started a fire up and I'm looking at looking the Brio, and there is probably twenty of these Cheeto paw just sog like <laughs> laying in the bottom of it, half burnt. Little paw prints, I like little a, cheesy paw prints all I, over the I ate, I ate a couple because I couldn't help myself. But um, anyways, but the uh, there was lots of she. There was a I could see the attempts. A little bit half burnt. I told she texted me. I go get a fire. Get, you know, get a we use we take like a Sensi uh, makeup remover. Yeah, with the, with yeah. the wax. So, so I did wax. that for my charcoal, but I told, like, what but do most people use? Like I told weeks? her to get a piece of charcoal out because that jealous devil charcoal, like the briquettes, yeah. they burn mm-hmm. hot and, and big. I said, put that fire starter under there and put a couple of pieces of charcoal on top of it and then put your kindling in crap. Well, everybody was hungry by then, and so I just fired up the sidekick and grilled the hot dogs and called it a day. So you're asking, like, what do people use to start their charcoal? I do use the Luft quite a bit. Lately, I've gone back to the chimney. Uh, just because sometimes that's more convenient than like plugging the loof in. Mm-hmm. And I use that for both. Well, really just the PK. I've been doing a lot of like searing of steaks on the PK. That's been like a, a night or a, uh, a weekend routine for us. Right. And so I, uh, if I don't have like 
starters. Like I, I, somehow I accumulated a ton of big green egg brand starters. I don't know if I brought them home from Eggfest or what, but probably I've been using those up uh, as I you know come across. It's like I'll be in the garage and I'll come across another box of them. I'm like, where did this come from? But whenever <laughs> whenever I don't have those, usually I'll just wad up some newspaper and douse it with a little bit of oil and shove that in the bottom of the chimney. The oil increases the burn time on the newspaper, and by the time it all burns up, all the charcoal is ready to go, or at least oil? enough of it's ready to go. Cooking just like oil. cooking oil, like olive oil, yeah, olive like, oil. We did yeah, that. Now, exactly are you so. putting this on the grill grates and then the paper and then the chimney of, over the mm-hmm. yes paper? Yeah, yeah, because you want grates. Yeah, because you want the bottom of that uh, chimney to be able to get air, air. easily. Okay. okay, so that's what I did with the wax thing, and I and I lit the chimney full of charcoal with no problems. Yeah, perfect. So um, there's another old method for lighting a chimney. And I've tried this on a different grill. I've never tried it on my camp chef before, but you take the, uh, the sear plate and everything off your sidekick, set the <laughs> chimney right on top of the burner, turn the burner to high and just light the charcoal with the burner. I've done this on different grills before and it lights the charcoal. Like, no, I'm, I'm dead oh, serious. Phil. Oh, okay. This okay. is serious. I thought you were just gonna, it yeah. Like just light no, it for no, a few no, minutes or a minute or so. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just light it, uh, you know, have it setting right on top of the burner turn the burner to high with the charcoal already in the chimney and the and, and the burner will light the charcoal you take it off and pour it in whatever you know you're going how for. long are you I, letting I, that I've, burn for a couple minutes oh it takes maybe less than two minutes and and then the whole chimney is just shooting up with fire and stuff um, i've never tried it on my camp chef sidekick before but i have tried it on other grills before and it worked really really well is there any other so the the big green egg um fire starters what do those look like matt they're like a, like a compressed paper, almost like a cardboard or something. And then I think it's got some sort of a wax impregnated in it. It's really not all that different from those things that you guys have, like the makeup. So it's like a little things cube with the scentsy wax. And you like it's not that. a cube. It's a it's, it's a little, literally like a a chunk of cardboard that you can rip off, like little squares of it at a time and okay. use those. I I, uh, per- I would personally like. I've used up all of our little wax things anyways i want to get something because this is something that this is a feat that i now feel like i need to take on and i want to get some fire starters tumbleweeds whatever you guys recommend or any of our listeners if there's any kind of starters you recommend hang on what is this tumbleweed you keep saying this and i feel like we're like out there in the wild west like you know it's a tumbleweed (laughs) starter you know, yeah, it looks are like a little popular. mini tumbleweed. It's like a, yeah. it's like a little wad of kindling kind of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You just it's, light it's it and like, takes off. I'm thinking of the dried ass bush that's rolling down the dirt That's road. what it looks it's like. Guys. It's just yeah. like the size of your fist instead of the size of your car. See him? Huh. Okay. All right. The little, little tiny one. So, um. You can buy. I, I want to hear. Look, just, just, if, if, if you're just trying to light charcoal, just the cheapest freaking starter you can buy. Yeah, you don't have to go yeah. nostalgia and go with what's I'm what's saying. the end thing to have. Just find newspaper something that lights newspaper on fire. And olive oil. Yeah, I mean that. We did that over at Stevens House. We had that big bourbon old fashioned night uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. It worked great, man. So, soaked it in some oil. I mean, I went a little <laughs> a little heavy, but uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it worked great, man. Yeah. So I've got a lot of practicing to do. You know, I need to get down the charcoal cooking. The I mean, I've got the lighting process down, but then you know, there's so many other realms to it with indirect cooking and I think, you know, direct and all of that. And yeah, 
But Jer- Jeremy, I, that idea of putting it on top of the burner like that, mm-hmm. that's, you can do that on any grill. That's genius. Yeah. So I used to have like a char griller grill. It was like um, one of the ones that's like half gas grill, half charcoal, and that had a side burner on it. And whenever I was using the charcoal grill, I would light it on the actual side burner. And it was so easy, like not even two minutes of just that flame hitting it. And it's just lit up like nothing. Ready to rock and roll. Uh, yeah. I've never had to try it on this on the Camp Chef one just because I use my loof lighter for everything, like especially in the pit barrel it's kind of annoying to dump charcoal into the pit barrel so the, the loof lighter is like super easy to use yeah um but yeah I, there's no reason why it wouldn't work right on What's well the-, the whole weekend i was just kind of like i don't need a man i don't need a man because the first night i cooked the wings i nailed them you know they weren't perfect but i nailed them i got the charcoal lid i don't need a man and then i'm like <laughs> trying to make this fire and then i got shitty ribeyes and then like couldn't even get the hot dogs and i was like damn it <laughs> I have to put my producer hat on for a second. This got me thinking, I really want to do like a fantastic failures on call episode where we call people in just to talk about like bad yeah. cooks that they've done. Cause that would that. be a lot of fun. I'm telling you, Stacy, like everybody has had the exact same situation you're describing. Like it's happened to everybody. It'd be a lot of fun to hear about it. Well, I just gotta say, I hope, uh, Salty over here has got a little more appreciation for this <laughs> hunk of meat sitting right here next to her. Whatever. Joel, when's the last time you cooked with charcoal? Uh, I did it over the weekend, bro Chacho. He cooked on the big uh, oh. green egg. <laughs> ah, how about them apples? Oh, I remember because you called me on on like Thursday or Friday asking me how to cook on a big green egg. I've never I, co- I don't cook on ceramics, you big dick. <laughs> Way to, give it, way to give it away because that looks really good this weekend okay All right. well I keep joking around saying that I want a ceramic even though we've got the Weber, the Weber and the pit barrel and Joel was talking to his hunting buddies down there and, and what did they say I don't know what was it Leslie what <laughs> of course you weren't I said well, I've always kind of teased about wanting a ceramic even though oh, we've got yeah. a Weber and a pit barrel well we'll talk about it more I think but yeah uh, Jeff, one of the guys that was um, owns the property that I lease for deer hunting, he I was telling him we were talking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, Stacy really wants one of these. She wants a ceramic." He goes, "Buy her a ceramic," <laughs> and I'm like, "Jeff, I got all these grills." He goes, "No, no, 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 you don't understand. You need to buy her a ceramic." <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff can be intimidating. Okay, How, you know, very strong handshake. Okay, and so. so long story short, you have a big green egg now, right? It's coming. It's, 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 it's coming in the mail. I did tell him. I said, if I'm going to get one, um, if if we ever purchase one, I'm going. I think I'm going to get a Primo. I I really like mm-hmm. you guys. Well, the like, black, the black as it is, goes with the branding. With yeah, the but just the oval shape. Um, too many people that oval I know is a game are you yeah. know p- p- pumping them. Well, the, there are influencers out there who have been known to uh, to paint their grills different colors. So you, that is an option that people have done what? on their social media pages before. No way, porcelain uh, paint oh, or something. Oh, I'm dead serious. Uh, you want me to say There's the name? We know. You, yeah, I don't you, care. You want me to say the name, and, and, and then you can beep it out in yeah. uh, in the edit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, painted oh. her Kamado Joe a different color what? because. Uh, it was free advertising in the background. <laughs> what did she paint it with? <laughs> had to be, I don't know. Had I, to be I, a- I don't think. I don't think it worked. It was like a huge mess. It was like ended oh. up not working and stuff. It was it was it was a nightmare. But it was it was pretty funny. Here's the thing about what that. Color did here's she paint the reason. It? Here's the reason that like won't, gray. Here's the reason that won't work. Um, is is two reasons. One is the temperature. Well, it's very yeah. it's very slick on the outside. 
So oh, you yeah. would have to etch that entire outside with a phosphate or some sort of sandpaper or something like that. And then two, mm-hmm. you got to have something that's going to bake back over the top of that. So you'd have to, you know, get some sort of porcelain enamel, spray it all over it, and then bake that in an oven to get it to harden. So, and it's not like they don't make those metal cover things, didn't we? Win one, yeah, you put over your your egg and stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. if you wanted it to be something else. <laughs> Jeez Louise! All right, well, uh, you guys got anything else y'all want to talk about? Well, now that I've been no, kicking the wrong. ovaries a hundred times over by myself, then yeah, sure. We'll keep going. The only person that kicked you in the ovaries was yourself. The journey. The way will it should continue. be. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. And Lock on the, my words. On the other side, we're going to bring a guy on that uh, you are not going to want to miss. We're going to talk about the first time me and him actually got together over this weekend and an epic, one of the most epic turkey hunts I've ever been a part and of. And he makes a killer barbecue sauce. That's right. So stick around. You're not going to want to miss it. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of their skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21 and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. Haltman. Family All right, guys. So we are back from the break. We've got our guest on the line. This guy right here is a guy that I've known, I think, for at least a couple of years now. Um, we have firsthand experience with his amazing barbecue sauce. And recently, this past you know uh, weekend, I was able to get together with this guy, and we actually went on an epic, epic turkey hunt. Before I get into that, Kevin... Welcome to That Reload Podcast. How are you, man? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alive, well, and couldn't be better, my friend. That's what I'm talking I'm glad about. to hear you guys got it back alive, because I heard some stories. Well, well, actually, Licklider over here had some crazy stories. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Okay, all right. Well, I was going to tell my side, you know, but... Well, we, uh, it was, I'll tell you what, man, this, guys, this, this hunt, like, you, if you thought the hunt last year, Matt... Was was a good story. This one, Say, I need to tee up the dinosaur sounds. Uh, you might. Yeah. <laughs> the, you might. <laughs> the thunder chicken sounds. That's right. Thunder chickens. <laughs> but um, so no, man. Uh, Kevin and I get we we've been um talking on social media for at least a couple of years. We got our hands on his barbecue sauce. Uh, we've been you know customers and giant fans of his barbecue sauce for a long I've time. I've actually recommended his sauce before on a Reload Recommends. I do recall that. And, yep. uh, and actually, Joel, it's probably been, um, that two years, that bromance has been going on for a little bit. So, uh, what's well, your beard? Your beard is what's so attractive. Well, I mean, you know, and then I look at this guy that, you know, has, has his own rub and, and I'm just like, oh, we've got to meet up. And how do we, how do we find our first date? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so So anyway, Kevin uh, hit me up this this year and was like, dude, 
I'm tired of just talking about it. We got to get together. Yep. So we decided we were going to, we were going to schedule a turkey hunt, much like, you know, Jeremy and Matt and I are going to do here later this month. Um, and I was trying to think of a place that we could go. Cause I, you know, I wanted to take, take him. If we were going to do this, I wanted to do it right. So I hit my, my buddy, Jeff and Will up out in West Tennessee. They own about a thousand acres, the most beautiful acreage beautiful. out there. Yep. It's like an oasis. I've never seen it. And, oh, and you know, I lease it for deer hunting, but they're turkey hunting fanatics. And so I, we don't turkey hunt out there because that's, that's, that's their thing. I hit them up. I let them know what I was wanting to do. And they were like, we're in, bring them on. Kevin, <laughs> you wanted, you, you asked if you could bring Heather with you. And of course I was like, yeah, come on. And she had never killed a, a turkey before. Correct. So we end up going down, you know, we, we were scheduling this thing, whatnot. And we take off down. I, I take off floor work on Thursday, get down there. Kevin, you hit up quite a snag. You all didn't get down there until pretty damn late. Oh, man. So she had to work late. And, you know, I'm over here, like, got everything ready. I'm running rampant. You know, I'm, I'm playing, uh, you know, all these, I'm wearing all these hats, trying to get things organized so that we leave in a, in a, in a good time. And I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be after five, you know, no traffic and no longer than we get out of Nashville. And we're in traffic for almost an hour and 10 minutes. And all I can think of on my mind was just turkey hunting at that time. And, you know, Heather didn't know what was going to, how it was going to unfold or who we were going to meet, you know, and she never talked to you. So Mm -hmm. she's just as excited. She's trying to find ways off this road. And I'm like, at this point, I'm just like a little 10 year old kid. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to get there. And she's just like, calm down. I was like, well, I'm hungry. We ain't even <laughs> Heather said she, he was getting pretty irritated. <laughs> but um, no, man. So that first night that they got there, guys, we only got, what we get, Kevin? Four hours of sleep? Oh, it's that. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. I just the first time that's we, all, I always hear it when you get back. I'm just so tired. Oh yeah. After my relaxing hunt. Yeah. I th- <laughs> whatever. I take you. I take you hunting one time, and you're asked to be on the couch the whole damn day. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but no, we. Uh, you know, I never met Kevin before, so right. I wasn't going to just go straight to bed. You know, we had to be up at five in the morning or four thirty in the morning. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, you're so so excited. So like sleep sleep deprivation kind of just you know falls by the wayside until you actually stop. You know? And that's my fault, Kevin, because <laughs> during turkeys or hunting deer season, I'll be sitting in the deer stand and sometimes I'll see between 20 and 30 turkeys mm. come out in the field at one time. Right. So to me, this is like a Mecca. This is going to be automatic. And, you know, I, and I set it up, um, set it up. We get to going the next morning. We, we end up going to bed. You no, know, I, I apologize for the uh, anticipation. But I really thought, because Jeff and Will, they, they tag out every year. Right. They, and so I had that anticipation in my head. Of course, it's hunting and, th- and shit happens. But or lots get, of shit. Yeah. But I don't, know what, shit. I don't know if it's the Blantons you brought or whatever, but the next day, we're all sitting in the blind and all of our stomachs are freaking... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I'm looking at her. She's looking at you. I'm looking at both of you. And I'm, I know. I need to calm down. Yeah. So, but me, when it when I have to go, I got to go. Yeah, you went. And uh, so <laughs> we're not having we're not having any action at all out there 
We're not getting, I mean, no gobbles. They weren't gobbling on the roost. They weren't doing anything. It was nope. silent. So I'm kind of getting a little down, but finally I got to go take a big shit. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and so I get my paper out of the backpack and you know that picture I showed you guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. Jeremy, I can make your dreams come true, buddy. Because <laughs> I started walking and I have hunted this property for over 20 years and this has never happened to me. Okay. I've been in these creeks for over 20 years. This has never happened to me. I walk up. I step off in that creek and my ass sinks up to my waist in that sand. Oh, and that, I, that would have ate up a small child. And I almost oh, wow. start to panic because I tur- I like as I'm falling, I turn around and I sink. You know, because I'm as I'm going in, I spin, and I yeah. grab onto the shore. The the bank is like at my chin. All the while, me and Heather are looking at each other, going, "He shits like I do. He takes forever." <laughs> He's over there dying. You were trying to die. I can't get out. And I have my paws t- torn into the in muddy embankment. And I look over at Will, who's sitting outside of the blind, who, who was doing some calling for us. And I look at him and I'm like, I, I, don't, don't you know what's happening to me? And he's not nodding at me like, yeah, you, you're taking a shit. You know, that's what, that's he, what he, thought squatting. he thought I was taking a shit in the freaking Creek. And I'm like, no, come save me. And, and you didn't wow. want to yell because you were worried you're going to scare Turkey away or something. Yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm hunting, man. I'm not going to give it up. I'm not dead yet. You know, I didn't get to my neck and start yelling. Come here. So anyway, he comes you're over whispering. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm Wait. dying. I needed that. Help. I needed that life preserver, Jeremy, from the last episode. You throw to my dead body. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But he comes over and helps me and pulls me out and I still have to shit. So I got to take off and go finish that. But I'm covered in sand. I'm soaking wet. Um, now well, the, whole the, time, the whole time you're gone, uh, we don't, we, you know, first time we met Jeff and Will both. And then, you know, you, we, we don't know your, your, your shitting schedule or how that works out. So I'm like, all right, and all the while I can hear them chatting out there. And I'm like, I thought they were telling their own story to each other. Like this guy fell in the sand while he was taking a shit. I'm like, man, that is horrible. You get back. I look over. I didn't say a thing. I just looked at your pants and I'm like, where the hell were you? His pants are soaking wet and everything. You're like, man, <laughs> can make it. <laughs> I had an accident. I was like, that's horrible. I got this leg too. I was like, holy shit. Both of them just all the way up to his waist. Yeah, literally. So anyways, <laughs> I got back to the blind. We didn't see anything that whole day. Nope. Jeff ends up taking us. We walked. I mean, we probably walked 15,000 steps that day around the whole farm and everything, just, just trying to get one up. We saw a few hens. They were, but, they, were, uh, they were going away from us. Yeah, but it was goose egg. So we, we about, you know, early afternoon, we bolt out, go get some lunch, do our thing. We head back for the afternoon hunt, um, and it was cloudy. Wind was kind of blowing, but it was just the three of us. And we, we did some spot and stock and everything like that, some calling, but this freaking storm rolls in quick too very quick and normally i don't care about the rain because turkeys are moving the rain pretty good but um i've never seen a grown man hug decoys as tight as you shut your mouth (laughs) 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 i'm not gonna lie so uh it's the lightning started popping off and i'm like guys we need to get the hell out of here um so we start packing out but it's a long walk back to the truck and as we're going through these fields the lightning is spider cracking across the sky all these purple colors and everything oh it's beautiful I mean, big bolts coming and hitting the ground off in the distance. Yeah, Kevin's walking back there like a like you know the military badass that he is. No big deal. Every time the lightning would strike, I would flinch and get scared and go, "Holy shit!" 
You know, and then I realized to myself, what the hell am I going to do? You're walking with two military badasses. Well, but it's like, why am I I flinching? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you know, everybody needs therapy at some point. So I figured, you know, (laughs) after the lightning, you'll be okay. And then we can hug it out. (laughs) I've had to spoon him ever since. Well, Um, with that... But no, seriously, I, I I did get a realization when I was turning back, looking at Kevin, laughing at me, that why am I flinching? Why am I being scared? If it's going to hit me, it's going to hit me, and That's I'm going right. to die. It's, it's just the element time, of surprise. It's like yeah. when, when the toast shot shoots out of the toaster, I'm always shrieking. Yeah, right. so <laughs> I'm I'm going to try to fast forward this 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 story here. But you know, we go out to dinner that night. This huge storm rolls in. Power goes out in the restaurant. We finish. They finish our drinks and they kick us out. It wasn't looking good for you guys. It wasn't looking oh, good. No. I had I, I had high hopes for hell. this. Yeah, I had high hopes for this, and I I really thought that we were. I was thinking like they, they drove us way. We planned all this. It's not going to happen. That's what I thought because the storm rolled into the next morning. We slept in uh, because of all the heavy rain. We got back to the field about two hours after daylight. Yep, and we were there for maybe ten minutes, and one of the most epic hunts that I'd been on in a long time. Um, started happening. And Kevin, tell me your point of view, like when you sat down, like what you thought was going to happen that morning. Well, the whole time I was thinking like, whatever happens, you know, I, you know, I, I was honored. It's humbling. Like I have so much respect for you guys. Um, no, those, those guys didn't have to bring us out, whether our background or not. Um, and I thought whatever, whatever comes our way, I want Heather to experience this because I'm that type of person. I'm, I'm a fixer. I'm a giver. And, you know, for, for her to look at me the way she does. And then she was, you know, she was so attentive. She was, oh, she was an open book. She was willing to learn. So all, only thing I could think was her to take away something from this. Me and you, we are, we, we had already established that, you know what I mean? We had our, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so whatever happened that day, I was, was eating it up from, from day one, from the time we showed up, that was, that was, that was me complete. But for her to get a bird, um, that would, that's kind of my thing, you know, for me to go and get a bird, that's great. But for her to get a bird, you guys to fill her with knowledge, um, kind of me and you make it happen at the same time. Those guys, give. Just, the whole thing just came together like it, like it was supposed to. Um, but the, the, the bird I saw, not gonna lie. I wanted to shoot that damn bird. Um, we're, but, yeah. yeah, we're sitting in the blind and Jeff had, Jeff came with us the second day and was calling for us. Um, he was sitting outside the blind and we heard, I'm talking forever away, yep. heard a bird, um, fin- finally. So you go an entire day, you don't hear anything. You fi- then you finally hear a bird gobble back at you and you're like, finally, we heard one. And then everything well, after that is a gobble. Yeah. And then <laughs> you're like, what was that? And over a 45 minute period, we worked these birds all the way back. You know, I'm, these birds had to be six, 800 yards away. Oh yeah. Um, over ridges, through trees. They, uh, this bird worked its way all the way back to us, and we had this big gap. And I remember looking at Heather and saying, we've not heard these birds in a long time. They have to be moving. Well, they made up a bunch of ground because we heard massive gobbles. Oh, yeah. Right, came next, in hot. I mean, right next to our blind. Kevin whips his phone out, and he starts filming, getting ready. And I'm behind the camera in the blind, okay? And... uh he starts filming. I'm telling Heather, I'm like, I got get your gun shouldered, get it up. You know, I'm trying to guide, I'm kind of guiding her gun up out of there. And then he's going, Oh man, that's a big bird. Yeah. Cause I'm the only one that can see them coming from their direction. They're coming from. 
Yeah, but he starts talking. Oh, that's a huge tom. I'm like, oh, that, that's a bird. Look at that thing. <laughs> and I'm going, bro, don't get her excited. She's going to start time, doing Mark, this. You know? <laughs> You're never going to see a bird like this again. Oh, don't choke. That's exactly what it was like. like yeah. It's once in a lifetime. But, yeah. uh, but we not we didn't just have one bird. We had three. Three, yep. Three mature toms puffed up, come right into the dang blind. And I, me and Kevin have been kind of coaching Heather on if this happens, this is what you need to do. Just be aware of this. Well, Kevin finally gets his gun up, gets it out. So we got both guns. We got three birds. We're going to try, try to shoot two of these two of these turkeys. But the whole time, you and I were on the same page. So we're yeah. going to count to three on three. You know, we're going to try to do a double, maybe even pull off a triple. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but what you taught that one thing Heather honed in on was don't let his head turn red. <laughs> That's it. So 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 turkeys when they're calm, uh, toms their heads will be blue. And yep. this will be pertinent for our hunt, guys. Their heads will be blue. But as soon as they get like scared or like they're ready, to, something's they're ready to bolt, their head will, before your eyes, just turn red. And so that's kind of an alert to other turkeys, like, hey, something's wrong. Um, well, I told her, I said, if his head turns red, you know, you need to go ahead and shoot that guy because he's getting ready to get out of here. Well, their head wasn't turning red, but as soon as she put <laughs> that red dot on that turkey's head, she pulled the trigger. And uh, <laughs> Not only did we have three beautiful birds coming in, we had a, a hen as well. Make her- mm-hmm. In the opposite direction. We had a female turkey come in and get all freaking pissy. Yeah. And she was trying to fight our other decoys. Um, Heather took that soon, shot, though. <laughs> as soon as she pulled the trigger, Kevin freaking, you know, the I other turkey. I my the, phone because I was recording that. Yeah, but they freaking bolted, these turkeys did, and Kevin had to swing on, on his and shoot it on the run, and he got his. Here's the, here's the downside, guys. I got... This you all know, talked about my brand new camera equipment and my cage and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, got it, mm-hmm. I had it all set up. Dude. You I think was, you were for Nat Geo, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was recording this whole thing, watching those birds come in, and right before she pulls the trigger, it goes memory card full. <laughs> oh bummer! You could you could not have made that. Up. I thought you were bullshitting me, bro. I was like, no, oh okay, well, really? <laughs> yeah. So, but. You know, some of the, I, I'll so I'll tell you this, guys. Some of the worst hunts, starts to hunts I've ever had, always turn out to be the most successful. Oh, I love um, it. I, 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 I don't want the hunts that are easy. You know, yeah. I like the think about it. We wouldn't be here right now telling the story if it did not play out this way. I know, but I didn't fall in sand trying right. to shit. You know, yep. if lightning wasn't almost killing us and everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Why did you wipe your butt? I wasn't actually shooting in the sand. But you went and finished your food. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I bring every. I'm prepared. Every time I go to the woods, I bring toilet paper. Okay. But the, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. He when he fell, he got the toilet paper dirty, so it, <laughs> it looked like he's carrying around a wiped roll of paper. <laughs> you had a <laughs> I went back in the blind, guys. I, guys, guys, I swear this isn't shit. It's sand. <laughs> but the whole here's the thing, though, is while you ran out of memory card. I still had my phone up. The time I knew that that bird bolted, I had dropped my phone. It's recording the whole time. And you hear the first shot. You hear uh, me scrambling and that bird's hanging off to my hard right. It's bolting just about, it's probably, there's about six to eight inches where I could shoot him before he's out of eyesight. And I draw on him and then boom, you hear that second shot. And then after that, Heather had no idea my capabilities. (laughs) 
behind a weapon, evidently. And she goes, <laughs> fuck yeah. And I'm like, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she did. Thanks. No, she, it was, it was really cool. I was really happy that Heather got to go because there's nothing like seeing somebody, you know, harvest their first, they take their first animal for the first time. Oh, it you was know? epic. And, and her being the hard ass, you know, she just about choked up and cried twice. And I know, because I know her, her, her volume. And so she, she is so elated. I, she's so grateful. Uh, I, I, I wish I could record her uh, talking about it all the time. And she, she, <laughs> No, you you guys are. Beautiful. I wish I could have witnessed that with you guys. Oh, it sounded it sounded really special. I know it meant a lot to Joel. You were you were there with us. That's for sure. Every, all our conversations, you know, had had something to do with you. That's for sure. That's sweet. I had several people text me and ask me, "Hey, did you get a bird too?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did," because they got birds, right. and that's what it was about. It was just as special to me to have you guys have that accomplishment together. And I know a lot of, a lot of people don't get that. Sure. You know, but when you got somebody that you love that is enjoying something that you're passionate about and it's and you are successful at it, it it means even that much more. Right. Well, that's, that's the thing too, Joel. Think about it. Like you, you enjoy the the business that you're doing now. You enjoy the outdoors. I enjoy my business. I enjoy the outdoors. Heather enjoys both of those things with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Let's hear about the food. So you guys had your successful hunt and everything, and let's—I want to hear about the food. How did you cook up that fresh turkey? So yeah, we had always—we've been talking about cooking up turkey the whole time, right. and Ke- Kevin goes back and processes his bird. You know, get breasts them out, gets the meat and everything. Precision cuts, mind you. <laughs> you were like a ninja with a knife. Never leave a fallen meat behind. That's right. But so you, Kevin, wanted to take the tenders from the the turkey and have me um cook them up so i you know they went in shower got ready and i, I prepped us some lunch and um i got a, a tenderizing mallet out mallet out to do this recipe that i do with turkey normally i use the breast meat and i tenderize it out and you know make little thin you know turkey patties because i'm doing cutlets little cutlets Lighters, yeah yeah but these turkey tenders were so soft. The first time I hit it, it exploded, and ah. you know, it just meat. Nice <laughs> <laughs> warm everywhere. It was. It was. What what kind of meat tenderizer did you use? Not the white law whacker. That it, it wasn't the white oh. law whacker. Yeah. Wow. That's I, lame. I meant to bring it. I forgot. Hold it. the phone. What are we talking about here? Jeremy's a woodworker, and he oh. has his own hand handmade. And woodcrafted, he gave amazing us, whackers. He gave us this giant meat tenderizer mallet, and it's, we, call, we call it the White Law Whacker. <laughs> we do in our house. <laughs> but uh, it's just a big old mallet. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, but so, anyways, I was in, I ended up using my hand to flatten these things out. I rolled them, I seasoned them in double action, rolled them in cornstarch, fried them in a little bit of uh, uh, vegetable oil, and Parmesan. then caramelized some onions on there. Um, put Parmesan cheese over the top of it. And then put them on a slider bun, mm. and then we t- we topped it with Kevin's ghost pepper beard sauce. Yeah, which was fantastic. It's so good. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. But the second thing we got, and, and I'll, I'll make this one quick. The second meal we had, Haltman Family Meats was. I told them what we were doing about meeting up with Kevin, um, bringing out Heather, both of them being veterans, taking them on a hunt, and uh, you know just getting to know them, and they offered to send I, I send two prime black angus tomahawks two and a half pound tomahawks 
They also threw in some fillets, some smoked turkey sausage, and some bacon. Damn. So we had this massive feast on Saturday night. So good. And man, were they sexy. Holy hell, those are some tomahawks, brother. It's such nice-looking meat. Well, mm-hmm. and, and from what I understand, there's very little hands-on, right? It's a family-owned business. Mm-hmm. And it comes directly to you from the butchering, correct? That's yeah, cor- it's that's never correct. frozen. Holy so like they cow. in its local Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, like farms, they right. basically butcher it, wrap it up in butcher paper and send it to you. So Man. we used to like on a rabbit hole, but we used to every time we would want to get a tomahawk, we would have to catch it at Costco right around the holidays whenever they would have them out. Right. And now I just go to the website, mm. do a couple clicks and order us some tomahawks for family that's functions. So, that's or probably the best cut of meat I've had. And I've been, you know, I've been through a lot of states. I've even been to Ireland where, you know, uh, beef is, is a big commodity over there. So when I had that, I was just like, I, I don't know if it was the, the cute little guy on the grill cooking it. It has a lot to do with it. Yeah, you know, or if it was the guy the, the guy that sent it from the company, you know, the Haltman company. So, I, I, yeah, I'm. I just like it either way. So, I'm or gonna, it was the I, small batch craft seasoning. That <laughs> I'm going to call it a perfect storm of all three because I, I am very so. a very attractive person. There you go. But um, no, it was it was great. I felt like a boss. Everyone loved it. It was a great meal. It was great fellowship. It's something that I wish I could do more of. And I was, it was it was like it was really great to finally you know put my hands on you and meet you, man. Exactly. You know. But, um, and I think it was a great like combination, you know, like two of you guys, business owners with a food product coming together, you had a successful hunt. And then the end product was a delicious feast that you oh, guys yeah. were able to break bed- bread together with your own products. And it was, was genuine. Super it was cool. so genuine. You, you know, you, when you find someone that you feel like you've known for years, not even just connecting through the, the social media, but just people that are genuine and, and you link up with them in person and you, you just feel like you've known them for so long. Kevin, that's how I felt on our first date. Well, there you, who, what, where, who are we talking about right now? Me and Joel. Do we all just turn Mormon? What's happening here? <laughs> Kevin, we haven't been on ours yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, wow. But yeah, so, you know, with that being said, it was just, I couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, man, I feel 100% the same way, but let's, I want to switch gears real quick yep. and I want you to talk about um, just your barbecue sauce blends and and kind of describe them, give us some tasting profiles on it. Because I want everybody to know about this because I, it's legit one of, if not the best barbecue sauce that I've ever had, ever. And I'm, that's and that's, excellent. I, I'm not blowing smoke. That's, that's It is right my go-to my every day. So yeah. d- uh, tell me about your sauce real quick. Go, right. start, start at the original and work your way through. Yeah, the original uh, is called Sweet and Spicy. It has a picture of yours truly on it. Um, and it is probably exactly like it says it's just got a bit of spice if you will maybe a pepper spice to it mm-hmm. uh, and then there's a little bit of back sweet so you get a little bit on the front and it sticks with you just enough um, so you can enjoy your food on a lighter i don't know you can pour it over chicken you can paste glaze marinate you can dip with it um you know a lot of people compare it to those other secondary brands uh, <laughs> and, then, and then you got uh the, the the ghost pepper blend um basically i wanted to up the heat a little bit um so this this batch i'm i'm, I'm one of those guys that like if i pay for something i want to enjoy it uh especially when it comes to food because i'm a fat kid and i love food that's right so, right i don't want it over the top it's not a novelty uh, so let's up the heat a little bit. Uh, so I, I played with a little more peppers. Uh, I, play, I, I toned a little bit of the sweet down. 
so that some of that can come come through. And you know, I thought maybe the ghost pepper didn't have enough flavor, uh, its own unique flavor. Um, so I went to the next pepper that just blew my socks off, which is a Scotch bonnet pepper. Yeah. Uh, and again, these sound freaking hot, right? And uh, no, they're manageable. Right. They're, it's exactly right. So the Scoville scales will, you know, will probably put you in cardiac arrest, but. Uh, so again, the, the unique aroma and the flavor this pepper alone puts off, along with uh, some, some additional spices. Um, I, I, I brought back a little bit of the sweet, um, just because that pepper, if you eat it by itself, the, the aroma and flavor is just so different. Uh, it, it'll probably throw you off a little bit. But so I just brought it back, recombined it with some sweet. It toned it. it you know, it, it just in moderation. Um, I don't know. I think you could put it on anything. Yeah. Uh, Currently, there's a, a pizza being made. Uh, there's wraps and wings being made with it locally in some of the restaurants. So then everybody hits me up and they're like, "We need something hotter. You know, can you can you bump this up?" And I'm like, if I bump it up, the profile changes completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Let's go to the next pepper." So I use a um, Reaper, uh, Carolina Reaper, and with that thing, I made a huge mistake. I rehydrated a pepper that I bought myself in my microwave and. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You maced your, did you maze yourself oh, when you opened the microwave? <laughs> yes, gas. It was a gas chamber all over again. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> I used that pepper um, and I could not control it well enough because it was so hot. Right. I would rehydrate it. And I just couldn't get it right. What I was doing was buying it at a different time and it just it would knock the profile off. So went back to the drawing board. Um, you know, I took away a, a, a spice, added more sugar or sweet, and I brought down the heat just a little bit. And I thought, man, is, is this too much? So I fed it to my daughter. <clears throat> and my daughter is the one who actually pretty much solidified the Scoville on that sauce. So if you guys think it's too hot, just remember there's a little girl that loves it. No, it's it's the thing is, is like the, you're talking about the beard scorcher, right? Oh, yeah. So the beard scorcher has excellent flavor. It's hot, but it's if still manageable. If you're gonna it's call it's one of those little tingles and sweats on right. your head. It makes you sweat. It reminds me a lot of packing heat. That it's not. Yep. I mean, if you put use enough of it, it's it's gonna it, it'll burn you up. Well, here's but it's the thing. Not, but, it's it's got that ninja heat. Yeah, sneaks you up on your ass. Yeah, and then here's the thing too. Like, and and it's it's in one of my mottos. It's it's hot enough to stick with you, but not hot enough to kill you. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. And it tastes good. That's that's the main, main thing. Well, that's what I like about your sauces so much is, you know, a lot of people will see ghost pepper, mm-hmm. Carolina Reaper, right. Scotch Bonnet, and they will go, oh, God, that's going to be a, that's, that's going to blow my socks off. Yeah, you can't be. But you, you found a way to take those peppers and infuse the flavor of those peppers without all of the crazy heat that some of those peppers provide. And that's what I love about it. Cause I love the taste that you bring inside of every one of your blends. Yeah. If anybody's listening and decides to try them, which I highly recommend, um, don't be scared when it says ghost pepper or scotch bonnet or whatever, because they are fantastic. It's just like a hop and pepper, you know, they've got a ghost pepper hot, hot sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hot. Don't get me wrong, but it's not, you're still slathering it on your eggs. Yeah. It's not gonna, (laughs) it's not gonna kill you. Right. But, and it's just like anything else in moderation, it's tolerable and it's tolerable by itself. It just depends on your level of heat. But again, like you said, do not let the name scare you. And I you know a lot of times on a marketing note right here, right now, <laughs> uh, um, a lot of people think that, oh, I'm going to try it. 
so they buy it. You know, just just to have just to have tried it. You know, can Absolutely. I can I tolerate it? Oh, let's do a novelty. You know, whatever reason they buy it. But so a lot of people challenge themselves, or they want to try something new, or they you know they love ghost pepper, whatever the case is. So there is a plethora of people, a whole genre of people that for many reasons that that buy it. So. Smitty, something I think that's pretty unique about your sauces that I've tried at least is that they're pretty thin in -hmm. comparison to like most of the mass market barbecue sauces. Right. And I think it would be really cool at some point, like it's almost the texture of like a Carolina style mop sauce. Yeah. It would be really cool to pour that in a bowl and like mop a pork butt or mop some ribs with it through Mm -hmm. the cook, like lacquer it up and let it really like tack up on there through the last half of the cook. I think that would uh, bring a super like depth of flavor to the bark uh oh, yeah. just as we're talking that's like my mouth is watering just thinking about that. <laughs> it's, so, that. it's like vinegary and tangy yeah. and savory and oh yeah. yeah well not only that right uh so you know just as well as anybody you know you do a lot of cooking i mean you put out some phenomenal product um and so like with it being that that thinner and that vinegar like the moisture that that it could bring you know to something that may dry out initially you know, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so if it was just thick and heavy and all these aftermarket sugars and, you know, burn. yeah, that, it would just burn, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent, man. And, and I, that's what I think another, another thing that I like about your, about your sauce is that you're not putting a ton of that crap in there. No, you not know, at all. You're keeping some authentic ingredients into your sauce. Yep. Single ingredients, whatever's on the label is pretty much, pretty much what's in there other than love, which, you know. <laughs> can't put a measure on that yeah, that's right. right I try to keep the beard out of there so <laughs> <laughs> a one one beard strand in every bottle right. I, <laughs> I, I, I tell you what I, when I started out I was going to say uh, triple beard filtered or something like that I was just going to throw the whole beard in there <laughs> so. oh yeah dude well dude thank you uh, listen man I can't tell you I was honored to meet you guys, honor right. to, you know, share the woods with you guys. It's going to be something that's going to stick with me forever. Yes, um, and I know we're going to do it again um, sooner rather than later. I sure hope so. Hopefully. And uh, we're going to have to get you on the podcast again, you know, on, for some future episode. We do maybe around some sauces or something. Okay. But go ahead and uh, tell everybody real quick where they can find your product, where they can find you, and uh, just give them all your deeds real quick, brother. Yeah, I'm uh, located here in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, it's just short of uh, Fort Campbell, uh, the, the military base. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few locations here in Clarksville you can buy retail. Uh, and then you can go on the website, which is uh, smittysbeardsauce.com. Um, I have, I am in Shields uh, Sporting Goods Retail Store. There are 40 locations across the, the Midwest uh, here in the United States. And they also sell it on the, their website at shields.com. Um, right on, man. Yep. What about your uh, social medias? Oh, I'm on the uh, the Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on a little bit of YouTube, and I have uh, Twitter. Right on, man. So that'll be under on Instagram. It's under Smitty's Beard Sauce. Yep. Look, look the dude up. Get his stuff. You won't regret it. Kevin, man, I'll holler at you later, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Much love. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Love that dude. That was, uh, I'm telling y'all. Um, That's I, just cool that like we had these products and yeah. now you guys hook up and hunt and share that experience together. Oh, you hooked up? Well, they hooked up. Well, only, was that before or after the quick? It was a different zip code, so it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs>
I'm flambe. We need to tell people we have new hotkeys. It's not me giggling constantly anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's not Matt. Yeah, it's right here. I'm the flambe, bitches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> flambe. All right. Well, I'm thirsty. Uh, let's take a break. And on the other side, the porn on the podcast is going to cons- commence. Commence. Yeah. Commence. All right. I got the word right. So stick around. We'll see you on the other side. I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Guys, I had enough and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper. Rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, break-resistant glass, then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. Your spirits deserve more, and so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best-looking, best-feeling, best-pouring, best-look-how-proper-I-am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag proper. All right, guys. So it's been a hot minute since I have hosted a porn on the podcast. And I wanted to do my theme for this porn on the podcast is going to be rye whiskeys, y'all. I don't think we have done a straight rye porn on the podcast. And so for this one, I took some that were my favorites um, that I've had. And the first one is going to be one, it's by uh, Willet. It's called Willet Straight Rye Rare Release. That's going to retail about 60 bucks. And the proof on this bad boy is going to be 106.8 proof. I love this blend. Jeremy actually introduced me to this, to this, uh, I call it a blend. This Jeremy actually introduced me to this bottle and I'm interested to see if he picks up on it or not. The second one is one of producer Matt's favorites. It's called wild Turkey barrel proof, rare breed rye. Okay. It, it's going to run MSRP for about 62 bucks and it's coming in at a hot 112.2 proof y'all. Now the third one is one that nobody but me has had. And it's going to be the Jack Daniels Rye Whiskey Barrel Proof. Again, coming in at 62 bucks. All these are right around that $60 mark. But this one, y'all, is hot. It comes in at a whopping 132.6 proof. All of these are fantastic ryes. I can't wait to hear what these, these guys got to say and see where they're at on the proof, the price, the price, the proof, and the preference. All right, let's get into it right now. Okay, so here we are. Everybody's got their pours in front of them, and we are ready to get into this jazz. Let's uh, let's just dive straight in, guys. Pick up number A. Get your nose in there. We're gonna do all the three P's: proof, price, pre- I can't. I, I did this in my intro too: proof, price, and preference. I couldn't get the okay. okay. exactly, <laughs> but. Uh, we'll do that whole thing, but uh, you can give me notes. Oh, that's very crisp and you can, you can give me it notes. It is very crispy. Give me notes during, if mm. you'd like, uh, but we can uh, save your, your preferences for the end. On please. the nose, very tart, very crisp. 
Is this an Angry Orchard? Yes. Heart cider? <laughs> yes. That's what it is? Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Nah. Uh, it's uh, 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 11 proof. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's spicy, peppery. Mm. That's weird. That I is like peppery. it a lot, though. Oh, it lingers. Hanging out. But no burn at all. And mm. coats your, but it coats your tongue yeah. differently than I would expect. Like it doesn't burn in the same way a high proofer does, but it still kind of has that syrupy consistency the way that a high proofer does. And when I say pepper, I don't mean like a burn. I mean like the flavor of pepper. Yeah, the flavor of pepper um, is not dry at all. Mm-mm. Talk talk about the nose. Anything on the nose, y'all getting? We did apples. Yes. Angry Orchard. Tart. <laughs> Eh. You don't like the taste? It's not my favorite. Okay. I wouldn't I would not requ- I would not pay money to request a pour of that. Mm. I don't I, like I don't dis I like yeah, it a lot. I, I don't dislike it, but I'm not like in love with it either. Yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. Okay. I'll say like at least in comparison to that EH Taylor that I warmed up with, it has mm-hmm. a lot more flavorful. Like it's a fuller flavor profile than what that EH Taylor had. It's not a typical bourbon play, uh, profile. It's not like that caramely, oaky flavor that you would expect from a mm-hmm. bourbon. Agree. No. Agree. Hmm. Okay. Tell me whenever y'all are ready to move on, let me know. I would like to cleanse my palate, sir. Go ahead. All right. Number B. All right, everybody's palate's cleaned. Cleansed. Let's move on to, yeah. <laughs> Now this one, this one looks viscous. Look at the thickness of it. This one smells good. Definitely more than the last one. This one's like a hybrid caramel apple smell. Yeah, this smells very good. A lot of alcohol. Notes. I mean, it had plenty of time to to breathe. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a lot of ethanol. This one definitely has those more traditional caramel flavors to it. Yeah. Wet wood taste. Uh, Joel, do you want to give us like an overly specific uh, description from your point of view? No, I don't want to give, okay. I don't want to give anything. You know, pull it like a Stacey did last time and just give us like the most detailed <laughs> tasting or smell notes on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this I- one to me is more like almost got that leathery kind of mm. tobacco quality to it. Leather. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, kind of like the, is it like, uh, does that come from like a, a more aged bourbon, like the tannins and the oak kind of being pulled out? I would think so. And I would think it would have to do with the, the wood, like where it grows too. I'm getting cinnamon. What it's getting out well, of it's, the- it's all, well, I'm assuming these are bourbons. Uh, it's all American white oak. Well, what I'm getting at is, is just, you know, they, mm. the trees that they say with, with white oak casks, where the, the trees harvested from affects the flavor of the wood, too. That's like a Blanton's. Yeah. We've never, like, discussed that before. Like, what part of the country, like, most of the wood comes from? And, like, mm-hmm. I've, I've never looked into, like, that at all. Like, I mean, if it's from California, I imagine it's way different than it's than if it's from, From the you know, foilage, foilage and the yeah. soil components. and Yeah. Um, this one reminds me a lot of like a Blanton's. It's really viscous and smooth, kind of up front, not much flavor, and then a lot more flavor on the back end of the palate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right. Okay. 
cleanse. <sighs> I need some Tums. You said this one reminds This podcast is brought to you by Tums. You said this mm. reminds you of a Blanton's? This one? This n- number B? Kind of. Is that bad? Mm, I don't know. It's very interesting, though. Is that bad? Mm. Then when y'all ready. Mm. I'm ready. I might change ready. my proof on okay. that one. Everybody, everybody, number, everybody cleansed? Yep. Number C is quite dark compared to the other two. Number C. That's a correct statement there, Jeremy. Mm. Um, and, and for those of you at home who don't know, that means there's more food coloring in it um, than the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more, more artificial caramel. More dip. Yeah. More dip. Yeah. Spit. They, uh, it's the same caramel they use at Starbucks in the, in the, in the, in the frappuccinos, <laughs> same stuff. Ah, this so. one has kind of a mapley nose, oh, but yeah, also strong, strong ethanol as well. Yeah. This one's strong. This one's tough to sniff. It burns your nose hairs. Yeah. But definite maple. Ooh. <laughs> that one's a little hot. That one's kind of got a mustiness to it. <laughs> Almost like a peatiness. That's my preference. That- I was pre-gaming with 110 proof, and uh, this one's drinking hot to me. I got to go back they're, and forth with the B&Z. They're, they're all very different. Yeah. Like, n- n- none of them are like, like they're not yeah. like, oh, these two are very similar. They're all very different. So different. Yeah. I'll be interested to hear the theme, like how you um, seemingly group these three very different pours together. That tastes like old fruit. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to guess you have them lined up in uh in ascending order of proofs because it felt like they got a little higher in proof each one. Yes, I did. I will say I did do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that last one is, uh, it's swinging for the fences. Just giving y'all, that's a little, that's a little uh, bone I'm throwing. I did, I did ascend. Tell me when y'all are ready. When you're yeah, ready. Hold on, hold on. We'll start dropping his. It, I, like, I feel like Goldilocks trying to pick like which bed, like this one's too big. This one's too small. This one's just right. Like, but which one is just right? Do, like, do you, Jeremy, you know? do you feel right now, like right now you're kind of like, even though you think uh-huh. one's, hotter, one's hotter than the uh, <laughs> hotter than the other, <laughs> do you feel like you're kind of torn on these three or does there, you know, yeah, don't tell me what it I, is yet, but like, do you yeah. have, do you have one in your I brain? I changed mine. No, I feel like each one, of, like they're all good. I feel like they're like a mood. Like, do I feel like a lower proof or a higher proof? Like, I think like, you know, they're, they're kind of running that gambit. Like none of them fell flat on their flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're each very different. Cedar yeah, wood. but a, yeah, that's a good one for C cedar wood. Yep. I like that. I a, mean, a oh, has yeah. that like fruity floral note though. Old that's fruit. usually associated with really high end, like expensive bourbon. Yeah. Like, do you want to start giving our uh, what? proofs and preferences and all that stuff? Are y'all ready? You guys, yeah, you yeah. guys, you've done. You run them all I'm through. You yeah, guys, see you, yeah. a cedar wood in a nutshell. All right, well, I want to uh, let's start with Stacy, um, and then I want to go to Matt, and then I want to end with Jeremy. Um, I will um, say from just real quick, I feel like that all three of these um, bring something different to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the theme before we get started? Tell us. Okay. Do y'all want to take a stab at the theme by chance? I mean, does any of these like jump out at y'all at all? As what? Um, As what the theme might be? Is it something we've had before? Um, Jeremy and Matt. Jeremy, you have had one, and Matt, I know you've had one. Um, and then another one, the third one, none of y'all have had. 
I feel like at least one of them's a rye. Hmm. Because it's, they're so different. I was kind of thinking some rye too, because uh, rye will drink hotter than they actually well, are. They're hot, and, and like, the profile's just a little different than oh, typical. Mm-hmm. What about you, Matt? I have no idea. Ah, uh, no y'all. Idea, man. You mean just throw it out there or <laughs> drop yeah, it on us? Uh, the theme for this week's porn on the podcast is rye whiskeys. No, wow. no, <laughs> yeah. All it's every they're so different. Every single one of these is a rye, mm-hmm. and I just you know I was when I was wanting to do this porn on the podcast. I I don't know, Matt. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've done a straight rye porn on the podcast. I know we've had some with rye, but just all rye whiskeys. Yeah, this is exciting. I liked okay. them all, they, but they were all very different. So I'm curious to get into what they were. All right. So why don't you guys go ahead and tell me what your um, <clears throat> proof price and preference is for each one? Then I'll run down the gambit. All right. For A, I put 96 proof at $34.99 a bottle. Okay. That was my least favorite. It's very different. It tastes like old fruit. It's very crisp. It's very, I don't know. Mm. Don't like it. Okay. Okay. Um, I could drink it, but it w- I don't think I would ever pay money to have it. Okay. And you're smiling at me, so I'm probably going to eat my words. And it could be because I'm following in this up from an OGD 114. So second- keep, keep going. Keep going. Second 100 proof, I put that it tastes like, it has like a wet wood taste, but like any ple- pleasurable taste. Uh, $45.99 for the bottle. That was my favorite. That was my pick of the night. And then C was my second favorite. Uh, definitely ran hot. That's what made me think it was a rye. That one, it was smooth on the tongue, very um, high proof tasting. So I thought, okay, that's a rye. Cedar wood, I put 124 proof and 55.99 a bottle. Okay, all right. You put how much of the proof? Okay. 124. Gotcha. Okay, Matt, what you got, homie? Uh, so for A, I guessed 100 proof, and I put it at $80 a bottle. Uh, for B, I said 101 proof at $59 a bottle. And C, I said 111 proof at $39 a bottle. Hang on one second. So Matt, you said on A, it was 100 proof at what? $80. $80. $80 a bottle. And on B, you put 101 proof? Yep, at, at $59. $59, okay. And then- That was the Blanton's. Uh, on see, I said Blend single barrel rye. Yep. All right, and then C, you put what? One eleven for thirty nine dollars. One eleven. It's higher than that. I can tell you. Thirty nine. What price or or proof is higher than that? Proof. That's my opinion. Okay. I don't know what they are. Uh, Jer- I drink way hotter than the uh, than the uh, Russells I was drinking. Ah, uh, Jeremy. All right. Uh, Oh, ABC. So uh, for proofs, I had uh, 90, 100, and 115. And then for prices, I had 40, 50, and 75 for ABC there. Um, ascending prices with ascending proofs pretty much. Um, and I am, uh, I'm tossed up between A and C. Uh, those two were my favorites, but they're very different on the spectrum. Um, B were kind of the, B was kind of the traditional caramely flavors. Honestly, it tasted the least like a rye out of all three of them. Yes. Okay. Um, That's why I but, uh, <laughs> but A and C are very different, but I, 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 I like both of those quite a bit. So Matt, what was your preference? I, hang on one second. Um, I can't decide. They're all so different. 
Yeah, that's all. I, I didn't get a preference from Matt and Jeremy. I you got to peg one down. A or A or C, bro. I think I'm gonna say A is my preference. I'm gonna go I'm, with A also. I'm feeling that light crispiness. I want to know which one of these is rare breed rye. <laughs> did you open our rare breed rye? What did you pick? What is your preference? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my skate, preference skate. was B. It was between C and B. And when I went back and tasted them, I changed it. So B is my favorite. But C, C is solid, but it it burns your yeah. It I puts think chest I hair. think I think if I were to add a little bit of water to C, oh. I would like it a lot more. It would open it way up. Th- that's why he brought you that dropper of uh, of uh, of water there, Stacey. It is, and guys, if you go um, on Amazon, I've got these little amber bottles that has a dropper, and I've just put some water in it, and I just add a couple of drops, and we're gonna taste this. I think that would really open it up and make it a lot more approachable because it it, it it drinks like a very high proof. I'll let you know right now. Hold on, ASMR. Ready? <laughs> Here's Joel smiling. Watch, he's going to be like 90, 91 proof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love doing this. I forgot how fun this is. What you got, girl? You probably need some more water. It's phenomenal. Is it? It's phenomenal. Still hits hard. Yeah, it's, it's mild. Oh, it's yeah. So good. All right. It's so it, much uh, cedar. It's I like going say, so into a house, like a cabin that's been burning like a wood fire and like that, the, the smell of like that cedar wood mm-hmm. in your mouth. I would, I would guess that, so knowing these are rye and knowing how they drank, I would guess that C has the highest percentage of rye in the mash bill. <sighs> Cause it, yeah. It it has a very strong ethanol smell to it, so very high proof, but it also drinks really hard, too. Yeah. All right. I can't handle it. Tell us what they are. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Okay. So, um, number A, Jeremy, you would be pleased to know that number A is Willet Straight Rye Rare Release, a bottle, oh. that, you, a bottle that you introduced me to over at your house. Yeah. Okay. Come, Fantastic! Yeah, wow. uh, price, price, price. <laughs> I, I, price on this is going to run about sixty bucks a bottle. Damn, um, get, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, proofage, one hundred and six point eight. Dang, that drinks mm, a lot less. Right. Yeah, I'm minus. I'm minus six point eight. That's right. Oh yeah, you don't need to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> that drinks a lot less. I'm way off. I, I'm not a fan, but I'm glad you guys enjoy it. There you go. Um, one sec. Okay, yeah. So, um, the second one on there. Oh, so uh, I'll go over tasting notes here in a second. The second one is Matthew Farr, Wild Turkey Rare Breed Barrel Proof. Wow. So, yes, I cracked that bottle open. Um, (laughs) uh, That one's going to MSRP on average around 62 bucks. Oh, I was proof. minus, I was minus three dollars on the cost on that one. There you go. Most of proof on it. It's coming in at a at a warm hundred and twelve point two proof. Dang, I put a hundred proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah, I told you. Lastly, then that was a good one. I I thought that's my and thing. And it didn't drink like a rye. Is, and I'm mm. gonna I'm not gonna lie, guys. 
I, you know, I'd had Willet and I'd had the, uh, oh, I haven't told you the last one. Let me just get into that. Mm. All right. I know what we've got. So I think I know what it is. The very last one is Jack Daniels rye whiskey, single barrel, barrel proof. That, that green label that everybody goes crazy for. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We haven't cracked that. Yeah, we have. We have a well, drink. Have I now. have never had drink. I have never had a drink of that. <laughs> I've had several <laughs> drinks of it. You, well, you thanks just for sharing. <laughs> uh, so uh, that comes in MSRP at um, depending on where you're at. Um, it's MSRP is going to be around sixty two dollars. I said fifty six. Um, but yeah. most likely you're going to get the secondary that. on that. Well, expensive, <laughs> but you're most likely if you if you are able to get it from a liquor store, you're going to be getting it probably up in the upper seventies. I like that how that was a housewarming gift for. For us from Steven, and you drank it without me. You, you, I, when we cracked that bottle, you said, I don't want any. I don't you say that. You were present. I never say that. When we cracked <laughs> it. Have you guys ever heard me what say that? What was the proof? Have that you ever heard proof me say that? that? The proof is a whopping 132.6 proof. <sighs> Jeez. I got closest without going over ha, 124. baby. So, Matt, what do you add on your, uh, your proof scale? How far are you off? Well, I missed that last one by 25. Yeah, you did. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. The first one was 106. 106. You were off. Yep. And the second one was 112. Uh-huh. And the third one was 132.6. Uh-huh. So I was off 31.4 proof. All right. So Stacy wins. I'm like 45. Yeah. All right. So... And Matt's off like 92, so... No, no I added it up wrong. <laughs> you getting bored? <laughs> I was oh, off I by 32. Oh, okay. I was off by 32. So, um... That was cool. And Matt, you were right. Uh, so, the mash bill on the Jack Daniels single barrel, it's 70% Dang. rye. Dang! Um, on that rye whiskey. Right there. You know, it reminded me a lot. I've got a bottle of the New Riff Rye, which is ninety five percent rye, mm-hmm. um, and or I think it's ninety five. It may be a hundred. It maybe I think it's like ninety five percent rye and five percent some other kind of rye or something like that. Right. And it had that same kind of like musty back end uh, that 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 one did. So that's why I said that. It's very musty. I'm surprised you guys like that Will at Family Reserve as much as you do. I love. The Willet Family Reserve. It has this. It's very good. What I get, I get, I get like a lemony, spearminty. I get like a like a like a fruity it's smell. It's not a typical bourbon but taste. That spearmint. I get a spearmint taste off of it. And I'm I'm looking at the tasting notes now. I don't even know that that's in there. The tasting, the palate on it that is crispy. Is uh, says led by lemon with burnt caramel, black pepper. You said peppery, um, clove, grass. And menthol in tow, so that's that's the the will it tasting profile. And Jeremy, the first time we tried this, I said it tasted like freaking Italian food. Remember? I, oh I, yeah, I was, that's right. That's I, right. Ravioli yeah. or something. I thought it tasted tomatoey. <laughs> yeah, ravioli yeah. bourbon. Yeah, like tomato that. straight from the garden, like plucked with the mm-hmm. with the freaking stems and everything. That's still right. On it. Yeah, the but, dirt. Mm, that lemon. Mm, there it is. Now that you yeah. know what's in there, but. Um, but yeah, I thought all of these I tasted. So before I decided that on the the rare breed um, rye, I tasted it first. And once I I'd already had the other two, and once I saw how different it was, I thought it was going to be a great lineup for this point on the podcast. So a rye is not just a rye; they they definitely can be hit a whole gambit of different flavors. 
So yeah, and I think the uh, rare breed rye, like it's technically a rye, but there is a considerable amount of corn in that mash bill still. I wish I That's had. What I, that are you going to combine flavor. it for a will it breed Jack? Oh. <laughs> A, a, a Jack Willet breed. Jack Willet breed. I don't know Willet breed. I don't know. Jack Jack Willet breed. <laughs> Jack Willet breed. Try it. Let's go. Come All on. Right. All right. I, Infinity Glen Canada. <laughs> I don't have any Willet left in my Glen. I drank it all. So Matt, I'm checking. Out, I'm checking out the mash bill right now. Um, I'm combining all of my rye into one glass. Mash mm. bill on the Whew. rare breed drinks hot is 51% rye, 37% corn, 12% malted barley. So yeah, there's a lot yeah, it's of co- just lot enough of corn. rye to be called a rye. Yeah, it's one percent over. Yeah, to be called exactly. a rye. <laughs> that that's all you need. Hey. Oh, that's terrible. Oh my gosh, there is so much spearmint. Right. That's why, so that's why most rye labels are green is because of that spearmint note. Is that a bullshit or is that for real? No, no, no. that's for real. Okay. I heard it was because of like when you, like rye Grass. sprouts, it's very green and that's and why they started doing that. No, listen, you're on point when you say musty. And, and, and these are dry. Who wants to drink a glass of musty? My tongue is like dry <laughs> right musty. now. I feel like I should have a velvet robe on while I'm drinking <laughs> that. Mm. <laughs> Like a red velvet robe yeah, with nothing crushed, on underneath crushed, it. Crushed velvet, yeah. When we start the YouTube uh, side of this podcast, when we do porn <laughs> on the podcast, we take a break, we come back with velvet robes. What am I going to yeah. wear, Oh my Tate? goodness. A, a, velvet a velvet robe. robe. Oh. <laughs> Tucker? <laughs> teddy. Velvet teddy. <laughs> Turn the cameras off. Joel's eyes only. No, that's no. Okay. If anyone's gonna wear a velvet teddy, it's gonna be Joel. We all know we that. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> only on my penis. That's all I'm gonna have. Listen. Just a really tiny one. Everybody needs to go out and get a wild turkey rare bean rye. Don't listen to these jabronis. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to move on. I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> All right, it's time to take a break. When we get back, it's going to get slippery. It's going to be a slippery slope downhill when we hit rapid fire with Jeremy. Reload recommends with Joel. And then, of course, Jeremy's going to shoot his F wad all over the place. Uh, so we'll be back. Do you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best, Dow Strong. Dowstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At Dowstrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to Dowstrong.com and use code THATRELOADPODCAST. I said THATRELOADPODCAST to save on the finest brand in the game, Dal Strong. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We're going to jump right into rapid fire questions. And let's do Matt, Stacy, Joel, because that's the order you're sitting in on my screen right now. Hey, that's your first. First question Which child is your favorite, Matt? <laughs> Harper. Oh, cool. Uh, Stacy. Sophie's choice. I can't pick a favorite. 
Oh, I just meant like in general, like, you know, like Harry Potter is a pretty cool child. You know, there's like lots of cool children out there. No, mine are the coolest. I'm just messing with y'all. Joel, do you want to answer that question? Sadie, my Not dog. at all. <laughs> Sadie. <laughs> oh, you mean good old piss fingers? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we don't even have a loof lighter anymore. I can't even light a damn charcoal basket because of her. Yeah, pick her as your favorite. She's not mine. <laughs> what is the last thing that you ate, Matt? Oh, jeez. Come on. Get dinner tonight. I know you did. But what did we have? I have no idea. <laughs> or did you have anything after dinner uh, before you came down to the pod? Oh, we uh, we got Mexican carryout. Yeah, I had oh. a, a a beef and chicken chimichanga. Mmm. <laughs> Stacy, I had what a you chi- got? I had a chicken wrap. Ooh, nice, Joel. I had, uh, I guess, three days. Shitty ribeyes that I made this weekend. Three day old diced up ribeye with Tostitos chips. With Tostitos. <laughs> <laughs> with a th. Did you uh, throw some uh, throw some Cheetos in there to kind of liven it up? I want some crunch, but Listen, I'm papers. having a stroke. I can't talk today. That man. was the shitty ribeye that I made over the weekend. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that for dinner, honey. I, have, I put it out of its misery for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how delicious it was. Kroger, All right, next question. Mm, that jelly fat. Mmm. Next question. Now, Matt and I have been talking about whipped cream canisters on the brakes a lot this episode uh, for the listeners at home. So, uh, Matt, is it possible to put too much whipped cream on a piece of pie? Mm, no, impossible. Stacy, I'd have to agree. For some reason, like you think you're putting the adequate amount and it like disappears. Like you need more. It's you not possible to put need too much. More. It's like when they put mm-hmm. the Parmesan cheese on at the re- the Italian restaurants. Go for the extra. Yeah, it's like a, you, when the, the waiters like tell me when, and then it's just like a game of chicken at that point. Like who's yeah. going to speak up first? Yeah. Have you have you seen that funnier die sketch? Or I, I think it was them or whatever, where he's like putting it on the on the pasta. He's like, "Would you like some on your soup?" He's like, "Of course." He's like, "Would you like some in your water?" He's like, "Of course." He's like, Would you like some right in your mouth? And he just like grinds it right into the guy's mouth. Um, well, I've been eating anyway. like, whipped cream with strawberries, and I feel like embarrassed mm. at the amount of whipped cream that I put on my pile of strawberries. But then it, like I still end up with like half the amount of strawberries in my bowl and have to add more so they did it's like it disappears it like disintegrates no it's uh, magic right i totally do i totally disagree um it needs to be a one-third whipped cream to two-thirds pie ratio the pie is a star here folks but what about when it disappears on its own when it disappears on its own you enjoy the rest of the delicious pie what it about is- when it disappears into my mouth Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm concerned about. Like you know how it works, you put some on the pie, and then you do a little squirt in your mouth just to make sure it's working right. And yeah, then, exactly. uh, yeah, Quality assurance, and then go from there. Well, Joel and I are sitting there watching TV, and I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I'm all of a sudden, he'll hear. No, it, no, it's not. <laughs> it's. <laughs> and then, it, and then it's. <laughs> with a periodical Wait, doing whippets? Because is that what true. you're telling are you out in Stacy for doing whippets right now yeah uh, yeah. oh uh, yeah I'm I'm the mother. it's true <laughs> yeah. Yeah. straight to the mouth baby <laughs> nah man that, that's me one third whipped cream two third pie alright guys name that movie first person to guess it shout it Woo-hoo. out 
Nobody listens to the smart woman and everyone dies except the smart woman and her cat. What? Jeremy, I feel like you're making these harder. Okay. All right, we'll wait for the hotkey. Um, <laughs> he hates hotkeys. <laughs> we, uh, we've gone through a lot of these, so like we're, you know getting out of the main th- these are this is still a very mainstream movie it but like you know it not be a freaking superhero movie that I have no clue about it's not it's not a superhero movie uh alright first first hint um it, it is a horror movie um a creature movie Predator I don't watch no. no say it again say, 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 it, say the, the thing nobody listens to ah I can't speak either tonight hey Nope. Nobody listens to the smart woman, and everybody dies except the smart woman and her cat. Saw. No. Scarface. That's not a. That's not a. Those aren't a horror horror movie. Is I'm sorry. I was thinking of Alien. It's a horror. Yeah, it's an alien. That's yeah. not really a horror movie because I've seen. Uh, well, it's it's yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's a creature movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sci-fi one. I've never seen it. Good. Good old Sigour- oh, you have it. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, it's a great I movie. I do love her. Great movie. She's yeah. great in Avatar. <laughs> all the things that all the things that woman's done in her life, and you're like Avatar she when she played a big blue person. She was great in Alien. But moving on. Speaking speaking of Ghostbusters, is magic real, Matt? No. All right, Stacy. Magic of an illusion. That's all it is. It's not real. It's illusions. All right. Excuse me? Joel? You ever seen him saw a woman in half? Can't fake that jazz. That's real. It's all real. Real? Yeah. I I knew you would be the voice of reason on this one, Joel. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. <laughs> Have you guys... I, we recently watched this movie called Now You See Me. Have you guys oh, seen that? Man, oh, man. Don't even get me started on that crap. I wanted to see it. Is it, is it, is it garbage? No, the whole the whole movie they're doing illusions, then all of a sudden at the end they pull out like real magic, and it makes no sense. Yeah, there are some plot holes, but I, I would say overall it was a lot of fun. It's a fun watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, so I should watch it because I've been wanting to. See yes. It. You should. The plot sure sucks, it. but it's a fun watch. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's a good plot twist at the end. True or false? Waterboarding at Guantanamo Bay sounds really rad until you find out what those things actually are. Matt. I would say <laughs> false because it doesn't sound rad. Waterboarding at Guantanamo Ooh, Bay. The waterboarding man. If you don't know what those things are. <laughs> I can't unknow what those things are. <laughs> Stacy. True. <laughs> Joel. Yeah. So, sounds like a, gra- a rad time, buddy. <laughs> no, horrible. What is the last movie you watched? Matt. Uh, now You See Me. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys for, may have, may have heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the plot. <laughs> What's the last movie? Uh, Stacy with the duck face over there? Um, I don't remember the title. Yes Day? Oh, yeah. My, my daughter loves that movie, and uh, she's three, and so every time... Uh, she wants to do something. She says yes, day, and then like does whatever <laughs> she feels like doing as a toddler. I think that's what Good it's movie. called. Yeah, no, no, th- uh, on Netflix with uh, oh. Jennifer Garner. Yeah, yeah. Joel King Kong versus Godzilla. I started Ooh. to watch that and yeah. it's a good one, it. wasn't it? No, it sucked. Uh, it was really good. I, I was worried I, it was gonna suck. No, sucks. I really enjoyed it. I it, pieced out after thirty minutes. I think I hyped myself <laughs> up 
Yeah, she did. She was it's gone. just fight scenes. There's no storyline. That's the best. That's the point. <laughs> no. And they had a bunch of stupid bullshit about the Hollow Earth in there, and it was fantastic. <laughs> See, tinfoil hats getting bigger. Um, I didn't like the previous Godzilla movies because they were just like too like theatrical with like hiding the fights and being all like cinematic. And this one was like, nah, we're just <laughs> going to go too balls much to the like wall. Straight gangster. Movies. Straight gangster yeah, fights. This one, there was like so many fights. I mean, it was just, it was action nonstop. And I, I really like the personality of Kong in this. Uh, good actor. <laughs> yeah, he did really well. Oscar. He was a good actor. <laughs> He did a great job. <laughs> Chicago-style deep dish or New York-style thin crust? Matt. Uh, I've never actually been to New York to have authentic New York style, and I have been to Chicago to have authentic Chicago style. Mm-hmm. But of you know, with that context in hand, I've got to say I like Chicago style better. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Stacey? They are both fantastic in different ways, but hands down, no question, what I could eat every day would be New York-style thin crust pizza. Very good. I like both cool. very, very much. you got to be in the mood for the Chicago. No, not me. You strike me as a Chicago guy. Uh, you're, you nailed it on the head. You like some nice and thick. Um, yep. I, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we eat uh, thin style, the, the New York-style, a lot, and... But I'm always partial to a big, thick bite of cheesy goodness. So I'm. That's why you married me. I'm with producer <laughs> producer Matt over here. Give me that girl. It's like a here. pie. It's like a pie yeah. full of pizza sauce and cheese. It's just the I'm putting I'm, a pull up. I mean, it's Joel. It's dense. We're putting a pull up. It's Chicago of, deep dish versus thin crust New York style pizza. It's so good, man. Like you get so much in every bite. So they and are I both just good. need like one piece. I need one piece. That's oh, it. Yeah. I have to eat like a whole New York style pizza. Folded in half like like a freaking Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. But, but hey, there's nothing wrong with eating a whole pizza, you know. <laughs> Joel, have you had uh, Rosati's here in Knoxville? No, uh-huh. uh, it, it's it's over like in the Bearden area. They have a really they're known for their deep dish style pizza. They have a really good one. It's only about a 14, 16 inch wide pizza. Like it's a real small pizza. You have to call it in like an hour in advance because the thing is like two, three inches thick. It's wow, really, really, really good. Can you ta- uh, um, take out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to get it takeout all the time. And, like, I mean, like, it would feed, like, we usually get, like, a bunch of stuff when we get pizza because, like, I eat a lot of pizza. Uh, but this one, like, small pizza would just, we'd have a ton of leftovers because it's so big. Rosati's. Um, and, and, yeah, Rosati's. Uh, the, they're a national chain, too. So there might be one over there in uh, Chattanooga also, Matt. Wait till your kids get older and then they're you're going to have to order more than one pizza. Yeah. Uh, I already ordered more than one pizza. What are you talking about? <laughs> no shame. That brings us to the final question of the evening. Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Matt Far. Yes, of course. Stacy. They sure are, and they're only going to get greater. More greater in time. Yep. Aged. <laughs> oh, are, are you aging the We're seasonings aging in your face? <laughs> you age them in barrels? We don't have time to age them. <laughs> Uh, age. We dry age them. Uh, no, does a turkey go gobble? Gobble. Gobble, 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 gobble. You wouldn't know, Jake and Ader. Shut your face. Oh. And with that burn, we're going to end this segment and toss it over to Joel very limply so he doesn't drop it. That's right. Yo, this is time. Time for my wife to sleep on the couch and for us mm-hmm. to come into the segment that you've been yearning and wanting 
Man, I can never burning get that. and burning. There you go. A burning for where we recommend things that you guys would think are cool and badass. With that being said, it's time for... <laughs> Reload <laughs> Recommendation. <laughs> We got a scat this week? Right. <laughs> Shit. All right. Let's, I tried to do something off, off the cuff. Anyway, let's roll into this damn thing. Let's start things off with Matt's music. Let's roll in with Jeremy, then Stacy, and end things with yours truly. All right. This week for Matt's music, we're resuming your regularly scheduled programming of Americana Red Dirt Chillbilly Jams. Although I reserve the right to mix in 90s throwbacks at any moment. <laughs> Truth is, I have quite a lot of backlog of new music I want to share with you guys that I've come across the last month or so. So first up is Hank Williams' grandson and son of Hank Williams Jr., Sam Williams, released in 2021 as a single. This is a song called Shut Eye. Whenever I shut I I shatter on the inside My mind's wide open, heart keeps going on Whenever I shut I I lay and think about your brown eyes How I made them weep, now I just can't seem to sleep Whenever I shut I can't shut it off Laying awake with my thoughts Thinking about the love that I've lost Oh, oh, I can't get no shut I no more Have you ever heard a song that's more chill, Billy, than that? Dude, that <laughs> voice, that voice is like resonating with me. I like, want to hear more of his It reminds me of some person, of somebody, not that person, but... I sing like that in the shower. <sighs> You want to get in the shower and listen to that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, I like so, this song already. Well, like I said, he is Hank Williams Jr.'s son and Hank Williams Sr.'s grandson. So he comes from a long line of successful musicians. So He, he was uh, pretty and smooth at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, That's a good way to put it. A good way yeah. to put it. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Who is next? I forgot. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, what you got, buddy? Right on, guys. So uh, I want to recommend a candy this week. Uh, ever since we had uh, Barbecue by Maisie on this show, we have been absolutely obsessed with the Nerds uh, uh, clusters around the house. The uh, the Nerds Chewy clusters, they are absolutely crazy. Um, I uh, I sent some stuff, some stuff to my sister earlier this week, and uh, I couldn't send the box out until I had gone to like three different stores and actually found a bag to throw in her box for her because they're so good. And when I came home with it, my wife was like... Uh, you got two bags, right? One for us and one for her. Otherwise, like, I'm opening her bag. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got two bags. Um, but they're incredible. Um, if you can find them at the store, they come in like a pink bag. They are absolutely amazing. Uh, try them out. Yes, they are. And like, we've been having them around the house and like my kids love them too. They'll, they'll get one every now and then. But I mean, they're, they're so dang good. <laughs> they'll get one every now and then. Yeah, I mean, we'll toss one across the room, make them fight for it. You know, it's, it's good fun. <laughs> no one comes out to someone who gets the cluster. Ah, Stace. <laughs> Two may answer, one may leave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What you got, girl? All right, my Reload Recommends for this week is a children's book. And I know a lot of you guys that listen to this podcast have kids of your own. And even if you don't, this is a great book. It's called The Toot Fairy. By Mark Huffman. Oh, I'm in the world. I am a sucker for like Dr. Seuss books or books that rhyme and are cutesy. 
And this book has rhymes. Like it, it, it rhymes. It's, it's funny. Book. It's cute. The illustrations throughout the book are hilarious. I recommend anybody that has kids to go ahead and buy this book. I got it on Amazon, and I had found out about it because I follow um, a girl that was on The Bachelorette, Melissa something, Melissa Rycroft. And the author had evidently heard her kids had really liked the story. The author had commented on there, so I went ahead and purchased it on Amazon. It is so funny. My kids giggle so hard over it. We've read it like three or four times already. Go get it. The Toot Fairy by Mark Huffman. The Toot Fairy, y'all. Is the is the concept that they that the Toot Fairy trades toots for money? Yeah. Similar so to the basically, in a nutshell, there's a wishing well that all the fairies go to, and they throw a coin in, and they say the word of the fairy they want to be. So if they want to be like a rainbow fairy. They say rainbow. If they want to be an ice cream fairy, they say ice cream. And little Jessa the fairy wanted to be the Tooth Fairy, but she said tooth, tooth. as in teeth. She wanted to say the tooth fairy, but she said toot. Okay. And you can imagine what ensues after that. It's hilarious. <laughs> it rhymes. It's so cute. Get that book if you get. It's good. Harper would love it. And so would Amelia and Corbin. I am looking at it on Amazon right now. Get so one good. for a little B-Tech. We sit there. Like, we were entertained by it. Like, we're sitting there laughing and looking at the store. I'm like, look at the pictures. Yeah. For sure. So <laughs> Joel could read it because it's a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's this? Right here. You know what? Hey, hey Jeremy, Jeremy, this is for you. I'm the flambe, bitches. Another hot key, buddy. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. <laughs> you were thinking it inside. You were thinking it. <laughs> You're proactively flicking me off. I know it's coming. <laughs> we're going to round it out with you, honey. That's right. Okay, so I got a couple of recommendations today. Um, a couple? One, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, so <laughs> first one, both of them are on, been on the show. First of all, I forgot that we had recommended Smitty's Barbecue I before. Had, yeah. Uh, Smitty's Beard Sauce, I mean, uh, before. Um, I'm recommending it again. It's fantastic. The if you, scotch bonnet's the best. If you like thin barbecue sauces, and if you don't, I'm just challenging you all to go out there and get it because they are fantastic. One, of, Some of the most flavorful barbecue sauces I've ever had. Buy all four. Don't just buy one. The scotch bonnet is mine and Stacey's universal. And the beard sauce. Uh, or the beard scorcher. Yeah. Everyday favorite. No, I like the ghost pepper one a little, a little more like than the beer scorcher. scorcher and the scotch. But they're all great. Okay, so if you want a good barbecue sauce, good. It's they're not. It's not super watery. It's right there in the middle. Get it. It's freaking awesome. The second thing is something we didn't get to on the um out of the turkey story was sponsor of the podcast Rag Proper. Um, I brought my Rag Proper flask on this hunt with me. We filled it up with Wild Turkey One Hundred and One. We took a shot of it the night before that we were going to go on our hunt, I guess, or the night before we killed the turkeys. And guess what? I'm attributing it to wild turkey to that. And a tradition was born. Yeah. Wild turkey in the rag proper on every turkey hunt That's should it. bring you a nice a long nice, beard. A nice turkey. But I'm telling you, this thing, it travels well. It's durable. It's sexy. It's proper, y'all. But no, rag proper flasks, I recommend if you don't have a good flask to carry your spirits in, Check it out and get you one. And you will, I promise you, you will not regret it. So that's it. That's it for this uh, recommendation. Uh, we're going to pass things over right now to my man, Jeremy, for our very special segment of <laughs> Welcome and bienvenue to this week's FWAD, the water of the week. The water of the day, the month, yes, week, the year, fortnight, century, millennia, oh, 
<laughs> this week. This week. <laughs> last year. Uh, Stacy, you busy? The F one of last year. Uh, Stacy, you busy recording something over there on your phone? No, uh, I'm just trying to. Don't want to interrupt. Don't want to interrupt you while you're trying to uh, make an Instagram story there. Hey, or anything, I have nothing to know. do with this wad. <laughs> Not like I'm uh, trying to host a segment here or anything. It's one wad um, I can sit out on. <laughs> well, you take a little break then. All right, guys. The F wad this week is uh, is. Lardon. Um, this is the French word for bacon. And uh, specifically in uh, in cooking, um, a lardon is when you cut bacon into uh, thin little strips about a quarter of an inch wide. So you can saute them in a pan. Um, uh, they'll render easier and crisp up a lot faster. Uh, but the French literal translation is just bacon. And that word is lardon. <laughs> I've never seen Joel listen so intently as when you're... <laughs> You're describing that, Jeremy, because I he really wants to get, get it right that. so bad. I want to get one L- right. Lardon. If you can get I this, it's like going to give me a giant Lardon right now. Lardon. <laughs> From a is scale Lardon. of 1 to 10, this has got to be like an 11, right? Like, yeah. if you're ever going to get one right, it's going to be this one. You, you probably have a Lardon for spelling this one. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Let's here. go. Let's go. Ready? All right. All right. Let's go. Lardon. L-A-R-D-O-N. That's it. That's it. That's oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got one right. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, I liked the nice hint of you have a lard on. <laughs> That's like the a, only reason you got it. Like a hard on. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's throwing me a bone here. I think we've done about 20 of these now. And uh, yeah, that's your first one. Good hey, job. I'll take it, man. Hell yeah. So, that it? Congratulations, oh. honey. That was number 15. That was the 15th week in a row we've done this. And uh, yeah, good job, Have man. Have we really so, done uh, this for 15 weeks? 15 of them I got here. Dang. Um, Looking yeah, so... Another another fifteen weeks. What is that? Uh, like like three four months from now. Uh, look forward to getting another one. Me too. I'm looking forward to you throwing me a bone in fifteen more weeks. <laughs> Joel, it's L A Lard on Lard. Okay, yeah. Anyways, all right, guys. Well, we're gonna get out of here. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hope you enjoyed everything we talked about today. Hope you learned a little bit as well. Um, hope you liked the recommendations and Jeremy's amazing FWAD that I spelled correctly. So, we love you guys. We thank you so much. And uh, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. Love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>
<laughs> Anytime shit's getting boring instead of crickets, we're doing that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh man. Wait a minute. Where's the little thing? It's the little thing. It's in the right, case. Hold on, hold on. Here, look it's right here. It's in an L right there. This is Jeremy Jeopard. <laughs> Jeremy Jeopard. Like this. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hey. All right, so we're not live Smitty, yet. You sound so velvety. <laughs> Did you say velvety? Yeah, you do. I don't even know how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does Joel. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? Yes, sir. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> <laughs>